This video episode is long in the making because before the pandemic, when dinosaurs ruled the earth, um, and we were doing that series of uh, musicians who are couples who are also working musicians, we planned to wrap the series up with these people. <laughs> Stephanie Schneiderman and Tony Furtado. And now we are finally here what seems like centuries ago. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Glad you could make it. Um, so uh, uh, you both had careers before you got together, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, everybody wants to know how you met. Oh. Oh, Everybody wants to know that. We met at, um, at Dante's. We were each there by ourselves to see um, like an acquaintance of each of ours named Scott Fisher have his CD release know. party. And guess who introduced us? Lisa Lapine. That is correct. Because <laughs> she introduced Lapine. everyone to everyone. She introduced us. So she introduced we just everyone. became friends. She and said, then you guys should write music together. You guys together. should collaborate. <laughs> is that right? She said, you guys should collaborate. Yeah. Word for word, like that's a quote. <laughs> That's right. And of course, since it was Lisa Lapine, she had to be right. <laughs> she had to be right. She was always right. Yeah. That's great. So what happened? You mean, like, how did the meeting happen? Is that I, you I know what happened. So, <laughs> I know what happened. So um, I was actually getting ready to hit the road for a, a tour right then. And um, I remember wearing my schlubby clothes that night, too. I was like... What am I going to be? I'm just going to go see some guy play. And then Lisa Lapine introduces us, and I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> Stephanie Schneiderman, it's good to meet you. Um, but then the next day, um, uh, I remember flipping on Kink Radio mm -hmm. and hearing a really just wonderful song, great singer. I was like, who is that? And then they came on and said, it was Stephanie Schneiderman. I was like, yeah, I just met her last night. Went on her website, sent an email off. Back when websites were primitively <laughs> themselves. <laughs> and the rest was history? The rest was history. Yeah, wow. we became friends and then yeah. and grew. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, um, uh, okay, so there's that kind of, there's that, there's that chemistry. But that doesn't guarantee there's going to be musical chemistry, does it? Uh, or does it? Not necessarily. You're yeah. right. But, yeah, but usually totally if true. you're drawn to some, the, the whole of somebody, yeah. you better like their music. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, true. that would be tricky. Right that would be that, tricky. Yeah. If, you, if you really liked somebody, but you're not into their music, I mean, that would be a deal breaker for me. So. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't get past that. That would be tricky. Did you have a favorite song of each other's at that time? I don't really think I that I knew about you and your music, but I came out to see you at the, um, at the art museum. The art museum, you that's right. You did this really cool mm -hmm. gig. I think I gave you a copy of American Gypsy. That's right, yeah, yeah. and I loved that album, yeah. yeah. And my favorite song at that point that I knew of yours was uh, Dead Voices. Dead Voices. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's the one I heard on Kink. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Wow. An old version of it. With, with Keith, Keith Schreiner. Um, Keith wasn't, I wasn't no, working was with Keith, that. it was before that. Before that, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. Oh, I remember that, yeah. It was, poor, it was before my music became Keithified, <laughs> as I like to say. It's true. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, did you start playing together right away? We didn't. You just like, just messing around? I mean, I, I have to say, like, 
uh, us playing together and making music together was more of like a convenience thing. Yeah. Like I would join you on a tour. Mm -hmm. That was mostly that would that would be the case. Or he would join me on some gigs or small tours. Mm -hmm. And so I would just sit in because well I could lend my voice or I could lend some other instrument and mm -hmm. and then vice versa. So we still it's still pretty separate we just join each other a lot yeah, yeah. you know yeah. until the pandemic hit until the pandemic hit then it really became like we were each we other's better rehearse <laughs> we <laughs> rehearsed and you were a band yes. and our son was the drummer yeah that's right <laughs> for part yeah. of the time what is his name liam liam yeah I, I was when i was writing for the oregonian i interviewed you and you were very pregnant yes with I, liam i remember this <laughs> at the tea house yes uh-huh yeah yeah uh, and so he's playing drums? Well, I mean, just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of drums. He's playing piano and he sings a lot. I would guess that the one instrument that the uh, parents would least like their, their offspring to play is the drums. Yeah, he's not seriously playing the drums. I mean, it's just like he'll... <laughs> gravitate toward the drums yeah, and yeah. hit him a little bit or play yeah. him on the show but he's like really he's learning some piano from Steph. Really? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Nice. What kind of music does he like? Um, he loves hip hop. He's been right? into Queen lately actually. Queen? That's yeah. great. I have to say. <laughs> When he was very little, we played a lot of like, we played a lot of Paul Brady, we played a lot of Tom Waits, yeah. and then even some Led Zeppelin. He used to say, I remember when he was three, he was like, Mommy, do you want to see my rock and roll? It's like, I want to see your rock and roll. It's like, all I want to do is see your rock and roll. <laughs> he would just spaz out. Spaz out. That was his rock and roll. <laughs> but I think he's, he's pretty open to a lot of different music. Because the parents of drummers are saints. <laughs> right. No, really. That's right. I, one, one time I interviewed the, uh, Gina Shock, the drummer for the Go Go's. Remember the Go Go's? And okay. she was, and she was like Miss John Bonham. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I interviewed her parents, and uh, cause she was from Baltimore, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, and her parents were just yes. We just let her up in her room and play. <laughs> yes, loud. Yeah. Um, so okay, so you're gonna gonna play some for us uh, today. Now, how you've we've already we've already recorded two songs, <laughs> and um, uh, so how did you decide which went for wh who was gonna do what and when? On the stage, we pretty much made that decision. No, we're just Did like no? no, just right before the gig, you're like I don't yeah. know what are you gonna do? I don't know what are you gonna do? It became that kind. You of... know what's interesting about the songs we picked? What's that? They're both the title tracks from our your new album and yeah. my newest studio album. That's true. Yeah, I <laughs> so guess. So we grabbed the title tracks. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So there was no, there was, there was no uh, discussion. Barely. Barely. We just okay. ran through it real quick at home and then, oh. yeah. Okay. So we're going to play one of them right now. Which one would you like us to play first? <laughs> You know, uh, maybe Crossfire, because you've got, there's something to tell about that one for sure. Sure. We could do Crossfire. It's the title track to my new, my new CD that well, I Well, that was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it would be like a, a big, a 
big um, I'm trying discussion to get some around some dynamics it. here about <laughs> the relationship, and everything went fine. <laughs> so tell me about the song. Um, it's a song that, so um, I've been recording a new album over the last couple of years. Um, funded it through house concerts and donations and pre-purchases and at first it was going to be an EP and it was going to be much more acoustic mm -hmm. and um, as I went into the studio so I produced it this time stepped into the role of producer it, the, it's the first time I've produced one of my own studio albums uh -huh. so it really was really a new experience for me I mean I've produced more like live albums and other yeah. things and I've also produced for other people but just on my own mm -hmm. And of course, the last producer I worked with was Keith Schreiner. Yes. And a lot of that sensibility kind of made its way into this album. I could hear album. that. I could hear that. The, I decided to make it more of a full length album when this song came along. Yeah. I wrote this song, and it kind of felt like this, to me, sort of epitomizes this, um, what I was trying to blend together between the, you know, all the places I've been musically. I've been, when I started out, it was more in the folk realm, and yeah. kind of went more in pop. And then made my way into electronic uh -huh. bass and drums and those textures. So I really wanted to bring some of those textures in. But due to, it's, sometimes it's hard to put those two worlds together. You kind of have to commit to like one right. or the other, and it's tricky. Um, and so, um, so this this song's hopefully <laughs> for me it sort of epitomizes that like blending together of the worlds. Because it has it has textures from both of both electronic mm -hmm. and um, and very organic also. Plus the lick is it has this like Appalachian kind of mm -hmm. hint about it, and the song is very pop, like the melody, and so it sort of combines a lot of the worlds that I've that I've danced between throughout right. the years. Let's listen. your anger like it's salt salt across the table take it deep and you can't keep straight truth from fable deserves a brand new star to forgive the ones who leave the biggest mark is the hardest part we got caught in your crossfire fire from the cross you bear the cross you bear is a heavy heart Salted with the tears you tear Spinning made a win 
Okay, I could hear the Keith Schreiner influence in that song. Yeah, it could. Good, that's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad. I, I did a I did a, a DJ gig for about three years at the Joe Bar, mm -hmm. and I did a, a, a an electronic set almost every week. And I would always play a track from your your Keith your Keith album. Oh yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, there was a there was a there was a, a, a server there who absolutely just lo would lose her mind every time I played you. That's nice. <laughs> so this, this, uh, this uh, period of time we've just, we're emerging from right now, you are one of the few people who were actually musically active during that. Did what we could. Yeah. Yeah. We, like, once, once it hit, I, I, had, I had a bunch of tours actually planned because I was already off the road for six months taking some time off to to write and record and do some more sculpture work and stuff and then March hit and that was when I was supposed to go out on tour Ooh. and so all the festivals that I had booked everything every little tour wasn't a ton but it was enough to be like I'm yeah. I'm ready to do these and at first Gone. it was hard to accept. I couldn't accept I it. Like, you kept, you, you. I was like, there's, you're not, there's going to be no touring. Like, no. He's like, no, you know, June, it might, things might, I'm like, yeah, I don't, this is, this is a long haul situation. Poof. This so, is, yeah. so that, uh, anyway, um, when I knew that the March tour was gone, I was like, we got to stream. We got to, I, I got to get in and do something because this is the moment to learn how to do it and get in while people need something to see. So yeah. we started with... Um, it was weekly at first. It was a Thursday, yeah, and then it went to being weekly. We gave it a name, called it Thursday Nights Live. Um, after a couple of months of doing it, or a few months, we decided to bring in some of our friends because we missed seeing them, and yeah. and we ended up. So we would set up in our living room with you know the cameras, and and you're getting used to so many new things. I mean, of course, there's like sound, the layer of sound issues, and the layer of like what it visually looks like. But right. then there's this third dimension of streaming yes. and making sure that it's aligned and there's no latency. So there's like this whole other. Yeah. Um, and so what we would do is we'd set up in our living room and then we'd bring our cameras out to the, to the like outdoor patio and feature a friend of ours. We started with Casey Neal and then we did Dean, Luke and, and Rachel Price. 
and uh, and it just grew from there. And we we wanted. Said it right. Oh yeah, we had we had amazing performers throughout the time. We Chris Purica. Yeah, um, Three Leg Torso. We had Dirty Martini or Swan Sovereign. Yeah. How and many we, how many members of Three Leg did the, did you have? It was two. Bela and Courtney. That's yeah. right. And what we would do is we'd have. We'd have our guests out in the patio, and then for the finale, so they'd, we'd feature them for a song, then we'd come back and finish the show, just the two of us, feature them through our back, our living room windows, where <laughs> Tony, the, uh, chimney. Tony built like a couple platform stages just outside the windows uh -huh. with like awnings to protect them from the rain in, in case there were any elements happening. And then we'd, we'd poke out um, microphones out, outside, and we had like trumpet and accordion and pedal steel and saxophone and you name it in the window. It was like some, some folk version of Laugh-In or something, you know, or, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. And it was, it never stopped being just hilarious yeah. in the moment. We even had storytellers. We had Courtney Heimeister come and tell right. a story and, and Scott, Scott Poole. Poole come and do a, po a poem yes. from the window. And then we would get um, sponsorship from like, wineries and in breweries and distilleries, distilleries, coffee shops, so that they would pay for the guests, yeah. so we could offer and guarantee them yeah. a nice, yeah. like pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. Here's the regular amount that you would normally get, yeah. that you should get, and then we would just make tips. It was really fun. Yeah. So, is, have you stopped doing that? It's on hiatus. Not forever. <laughs> Not forever, because it's a new platform that will yeah. always yeah. stay with right. us. It'll never yeah. go away. It's just, it became uh, a bit all-encompassing for us. And now that things are opening up a little bit and we've yeah. got some gigs to play, yeah. each of us, um, you know, there's planning for that and, and, and there's still stuff that Steph is doing for her album and I'm mm -hmm. in the process of making uh, a new album right now too. Mm -hmm. So there's He's a lot of stuff recording in the on. basement yeah. this whole year. So are you still gonna continue to sort of be a band together? When, when all this stuff starts opening up? I mean, I think we're always elements yeah. of each other's bands yeah. because yeah. if we can, we sit in with each other and add, our sounds have probably each grown, you know, in a specific way because of the other one, because yeah. of each other's influence, Certainly. I think. Yeah, and definitely. I've, I, and I've also like, I, I've never been a very, I don't think I've ever been that good of a sideman, like as far as being a chameleon to fit inside yeah. of someone's songs, but I, I learned a lot this past year and a half, like figuring out what works best, best with Steph's songs. So that's, that's been a growth thing for me. And, and I I've feel been like- playing a lot of drums on yeah. his songs, which is fun. So. It's been super cool, yeah. rhythm machine. It's been really fun. Yeah. That's interesting. So your your album is coming out. Well, oh, I don't know when mine's okay, going to come you? out, but mine's uh, I have plans to put it out in the fall. In the fall. Yeah, good. coming right up. Good, good, boy. So um, have you have you had any gigs yet? Any like, what's that? What what is that like now? You were the first. I had a gig that was out at someone's um, farm out in Westland, and it, oh, so felt so good. I mean, mine was outside and outdoors, yeah. and he just played a gig. It was like a true gig gig. Yeah, it's kind of scary. In a, in a venue. In a venue. Where was that? Up in Prosser, Washington. Uh -huh. And it was indoors, half capacity, and you know, I'm on stage and people were optional mask kind of thing. So I, I was a little 
they were supposed to all be vaccinated, but you know, it's like you wonder. Right. You want to make sure everyone's being safe. Right. And there's this thing that's in, in my head now. It's like, whoa, no, you know, it's like wow. people need to have masks on just because that's where we're at. It's like this transitional time, it feels like. Does that affect your playing? Um, I think what affected my playing was just being on the stage and knowing there's people watching because I haven't had that for a year and a half, you know, with applause and, and people giving me feedback right there. It's like, it was really cool. But it took a minute to remember that. And once it came back, I was like, oh, this, yeah. I mean, one thing, one thing that's interesting is because we've done so many, sh we did 31 shows for Thursday Night's Live, 31, wow. you know, shows that we would rehearse and prepare for and then promote, and it was like, you know, all the effort that goes into it. Um, it doesn't feel as foreign. Right. It's right there. Totally. Everything's yeah. right there. Right. But... Um, yeah, yeah having information back from the audience is That's amazing. What it was. Because yeah. when you're in your living room and you just like pour your heart out in the song and you end and you have this big moment of ending and then it's just like silence. silence. And you can't, you, it's, I never got past the yeah, silence. Yeah, I mean, we could have had Liam out there just going, <laughs> <laughs> And the silence is, you just, it's ingrained, I think, in all of our brains to know that silence is like bad news. Right. It's, yeah, like, right. it's like dead air on the radio. Bad yeah. news. Oh, yeah, what, yeah what, bad yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Silence means something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong, yeah. I had, a couple of weeks ago, I, I made a slight error in, in putting my radio show together. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just obviously slid something a little bit over in the timeline, and I had about 15 seconds of dead air. And I listened to my show on Friday nights just because I like all the songs, right? <laughs> and here comes 15 seconds of dead air. 15 and I'm going seconds like, is forever. Ah! Oh but um, then it kicked in. Because <laughs> that's it's yeah. awful. Yeah. That's terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> you don't ever want that. Um, so uh, um, uh, this is all good now. It's not all good now, but it's better. It's getting there. It's getting there, yeah. It's that, like I said, it's that transitional kind of state yeah. right now. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. On the summer's an interesting time because so many people are just hiring, you know, these private concerts in their backyard. Like I'm doing a ton of sh those kinds of shows this summer. Uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. And so it's nice. It's, it's like keeping things intimate and personal and uh -huh. keeping us busy. <laughs> yeah. Which fits into what you, your music. I mean, it's like that's what that's what that's what you know. I mean, you're not you're not doing Bohemian Rhapsody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or though you could try it. <laughs> it would be interesting. Okay, uh, let's listen to the let's listen to the last tune. Okay. Um, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, that that's a banjo of some sort. That is called a cello banjo, uh -huh. and uh, a, a fan of mine gave that to me years ago and. She bought it to learn how to play banjo on it. You don't do that with a cello banjo because it's big and the strings are thick like they're the four low strings of a um, classical guitar. So it's, you don't learn how to play banjo on it. Anyway, so she gave that to me and said, can you do something with this? Uh, and I let it sit in my studio for a little bit. Then once I started picking it up, I started singing with it and songs just kind of came out. It was, it... Angry it, your songs? Yeah. 
darker. It was easy. I think that's mainly because of the thing, you know, what was going on at the time. I was parting ways with management, label, like things were shifting. And the song that we did is... Um, that you're about to do. That I'm about to do. <laughs> We're is, not done yet. <laughs> is uh, it's uh, an empowering song that I wrote, what do you and mean? it's 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 like me coming away from that that relationship of label uh, label um, uh, management, all that stuff, and saying, "All right, I'm a little shaken up, but I got this. I can do this still. I can still, you know." get on my feet. I still got a voice. They didn't take charge of my mind or anything. I've yeah. got, got my faculties. I think that uh, our role in all of this is, at least it has been for me and of course everybody else at KMHD and it sounds for you and a lot of other people is to um, uh, comfort and inspire. Mm. Yeah. You know? True. Uh, and to stay inspired, to be able to do that. Well, yeah. To stay inspired. Yeah, that can be tough. And the name of the tune again? Broken Bell. Broken Bell. Let's listen to it. Don't waste your hammer on a broken bell A broken bell, a broken bell Don't waste your hammer on a broken bell Shadows rise when they hear the call Shine the light and you watch them fall Watch them fall with the coming day Shine the light in the fade away Well, I let you in See inside You will never change my mind You will never change my mind Tongue and you built your house with the deed you done. The deed you done got a ringing sound. Deed you done gonna tear you down. Well, I let you in. See inside. You will never change mine. You will never change my Thank you. 
tin, copper and tin for a shiny skin. Shiny skin, shimmering new, copper and tin to ring it true. Tolling noise cracked my shell, don't waste your hammer on a broken bell. A broken bell, a broken bell, don't waste your hammer on a broken bell. Thank you for coming coming out. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the fact. Thanks for the music. Thanks for the year of music, however long it's been. Uh, and um, it's always nice to see you. Likewise. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And as we like to say at the end of all these, that's entertainment. <laughs>